You know what? You know what? I am not gay. I have relationships with women. Sex with men. And I got news for you. That means you're gay. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to episode 211 of Big Trouble with Podcast. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. And uh, if you haven't noticed, it's uh, the trio because Chaz has caught uh, uh, what? Chaz got in a backstage altercation with somebody. He, he got punched, and he'll, he'll be he'll be back in a couple days. Yeah, um, Ace Steel <laughs> pulled his hair and bit him, um, and he will not be in here tonight. So he'll be. He'll he'll give his opinion next week on uh, next episode of Big Trouble Podcast. He will only give five minutes of his his opinion only five uh when we uh get to that but guys what the hell you been watching playing or doing i'll go first uh i watched lord of, R- lord of the rings the rings of power what a fucking title um i think it's just called the rings of power isn't it it has l-o-t-r in, in the beginning oh, does it? Okay. yeah i didn't even notice in the trailer like yeah so it, it's if I have to look at it objectively, if I have to look at it as a show um, and there's fantasy shit going on, I think it's fine. It has its beats. Um, strong female, um, mysterious person on who it could be. Uh, uh, a wizard falling out of space. On that part t- sounds cool. Yeah. And they are connecting to Tolkien characters, but the lore is graped. And the G is silent uh, because I don't want to get banned on YouTube because you can't say the R word. Uh, you can't. Um, but like it's overall, th- oh, it looks good, by the way. Remember, I was like, ah, it kind of looks like CW. Uh, I mean, they spent like a jillion dollars on it. It better look good. <laughs> yeah. I do have to mention this one silly part. Uh, so Elrond and I, I don't know the other guy's name, the King of the Elves or whatever. He's like, you need to build uh, this watchtower because we're afraid of Sauron coming back and like doing stuff. He's like, who who should we contract this to? So they are contracting the dwarves. I was about to say that's what makes the most sense to me. Yeah, dwarven contractors. So, so from their location, it shows a transition of a map. By the way, every time they transition to another scene, that you see like the Middle Earth map. And it shows you like the dots, kind of like Indiana Jones, like where they're going and everything. Mm-hmm. So instead of just like you're traveling for maybe a day or maybe under a day, uh, you would think you would have a horse and maybe, you know, a pack of stuff, of food on the way, or just look like you're traveling. No, they just transition and they just turn around the cave wearing sandals and shit and be like, "Hey, dwarves, you want to build a, you want to build a, a tower for us?" And like Elrond goes in, but they won't allow the king of the elves and shit. And then he just they close the door on him and he has to walk all the way back to his fucking castle. So the writing's a little bad. The dialogue is fucking terrible. Um, you have not seen what I've seen. You have not seen what I've seen. It's kind of like things like that, and and it's not very Tolkien like. Uh, but like like I said, if you don't look at it from a Tolkien point of view, a uh, lore and fan, I have a feeling people will like it. Um, I'm kind of 
intrigued to see how they do. I call him the uh, fucking Superman, the wizard guy, because he came from space, like how Clark Kent came from space. Uh, and the Harfoot, the Harfoots are fucking hobos. They are fucking gross. Uh, and Harfoots are Harfoots are pretty much ho uh, ho I almost said hobos, hobbits. Um, and it's okay so far. Uh, so that's my thing. It's okay. Um, but if you're all about the lore and all about Tolkien, you're going to fucking hate it no matter what. So until next time, we'll see, you know, my things on that. Uh, so you're going to keep watching it. I'm going to see where it goes. Um, other than that, I went to the bookstore. That's about it. I got Stephen King, The Long Walk of his Richard Bachman books. I got Clive Barker, the Damnation game. And because the House of Dragons, I got George R. R. Martin, Fire and Blood. So that's it's all I. Boy. It's a big read. Yes. So that's all I did pretty much. I didn't game at, at all. Oh, and I watch All Out. <laughs> uh, we'll have more on All Out, the pay per view. But you'll get a news snippet of what's happening with CM Punk later on in today's episode. But Andy, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? Uh, I was really counting on Chaz being here because only he really understands what a pain in the ass this was. But I completed the Pokedex in Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is, as I said, a huge pain in the ass. But I've done it. I captured God, and I've bent him to my will. He's now part of my team. But uh, while I was, like, getting the minutia of like a bunch of random Pokemon that are just hard to encounter. I rewatched a bunch of movies I'd seen before. And actually in the case of uh, uh, Dirty Harry, I just stopped playing Pokemon and just watched it. But I watched Dirty Harry, uh, Men in Black. Uh, that movie's way better than I remember it being. I fucking love that movie. And Old School, which was not as good as I remember it being, but it was still funny enough. Um, and then I actually went to the theater and saw Nope, which I really liked. That movie is really cool. <laughs> it's uh, like the, the trailers make it seem like it's going to be like real scary. And it is like up until the end of like the second, third, maybe even a little bit more. Parts of that movie are scary as shit. Like, but I'm a huge like scaredy pants. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But the whole last part of the movie is not what you expect at all, and it's a lot of fun. I really like. I really recommend that movie. It's a, it's a good old time. Yeah, I know if you ever watched the show The Walking Dead, uh, Glenn, um, the Asian guy in The Walking Dead, a show, he's in there as like the rodeo oh, guy. Yeah, yeah no, there, there is, there is. Yeah, I, I I know who that is immediately. It's a real small cast. There's not a lot of people in that movie, and all of them do a really good job, particularly the main guy. Uh, he's he's really good and he's been in some of uh, Jordan Peele's other movies too, but he does an incredible job. He's great. Is it a the the twist is the spoiler, right? Like the it's the whole thing is mysterious of what's in the sky, or do they automatically? It's, okay, no that 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 is the whole story. It's uh what the fuck is in the sky? It's I I, I heard I think uh, Peele himself in an interview described it as a good old fashioned American UFO story. Mm -hmm. And it is that there's still like surprises and twists. There's still, it's not exactly what you think is going on, but it is that. And it does it very, very well. Like he, he took the good old fashioned American UFO story and like sanded it down to like a fine point. It's great. Okay, cool. Anything else? 
that was it. Just a lot of Pokemon and the Nope is great. Go see Nope. All right. Kroz or Zach, whatever you want to go by. Um, <clears throat> watched a bunch of wrestling this weekend, which we're going to talk about Thursday. Watched Clash the Castle, WWE's uh, event they held in Wales. All out. And I even watched NXT Worlds Collide. Uh, but yeah, like I said, we we're talking about that Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, I read more of my graveyard shift. The, some of those um, uh, books I've bought off crowdfunding. Uh, I just finished volume three, where uh, it's revealed that there are uh, people that follow the old gods, and they're trying to trick uh van helsing into helping them so they can they can all come out of hiding and kill everybody (laughs) um there's also a van helsing from an alternate timeline who's not an asshole and he's like a vampire hunter he's a he's a half werewolf vampire hunter there you go (laughs) (laughs) he comes to help the the graveyard shift it's cool he look he he also looks like a rob liefeld-ish character (laughs) 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 but uh I've also read uh, Batman uh, Three Jokers, which is, I think, the last thing Jeff Johns did at DC. Uh, that was uh, from three three years ago or so. Um, and it's a story about how there's apparently three Jokers, and there has been the whole time. <laughs> well, like all along? Like this whole time? I guess. Uh, <laughs> because you know how like he's he's so different in different time periods through DC Comics, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's a clown, there's a criminal, and there's a comedian. And the criminal is like kind of like his earliest appearances where he's not so jokey and gaggy. He's just like, a, I'm a, a criminal that looks like a clown, and he has a mean old man face. Because <laughs> remember, that the old Joker's drawn kind of weird. He's kind of scowly almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the clown is the Joker from like the Silver Age kind of up to, I want to say the 70s. And the comedian is the, we'll call the contemporary Joker, the one from The Killing Joke, the one that's like a fucking psycho, basically. He just wants to watch the world burn. Yep. (laughs) And it's cool. It's got uh, uh, Batgirl and uh, Red Hood in it as supporting cast. It's very good. I highly recommend it. It's got art by Jason Fabic. Um, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Great art. He's, he's, it's really good. Yeah, mm. I highly recommend uh, everybody read that book. Um, uh, and then as for uh, let's see, I've been playing Resident Evil Seven. I started it. I've also mm. been playing Smash Brothers a little on the side. It's not really worth getting into. And I watched uh, the Black Phone. Oh, that's a, it's yeah. a, that's a good film. It's pretty good. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. It was fun. Um, and I watched uh, Lake Mungo again, which I think I mentioned I've watched on here before. Mm-hmm. I just rewatched it because I was showing some of my family the movie. Um, I still say it's a great, weird, kind of quasi-documentary found footage movie. It's, it kind of sucks you into like what it's, its whole premise. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, uh, that's pretty much everything I did. All right. Um, so it looks like it's time to get into some Black Swan. 
So, Andy, I'm going to let you start it off. Uh, this is a movie about... Um, Nellie about, Portman. A ballet dancer losing her mind. In a nutshell. <laughs> um, I don't, it's hard to know... Let's see, where do you even start? It's, she's, I mean, like I said, she's a ballet dancer, and she gets the lead part in Black Swan, and her life kind of does this weird thing where it's kind of mimicking the story of black swan in a way but not really Mm -hmm. um how much do you guys know about the actual ballet black swan zero and i mean i get the theme about like light and dark like the two evil twins and stuff uh and that was like throughout this whole film it was very obvious on the theme on that Mm -hmm. um but as far as knowing the ballet, no, and I, I'm I'm pretty much what Tom and Jerry at the bar was. What is that? It's it's, it's okay. I guess it's like the ballet in a way. Mm-hmm. Like if you know of one, this is it. And I admit I don't I don't know anything about it either. Like I was I was just gonna set up a trap for you guys. It's just unfair. I do like the music. I've heard the music my whole life. Who hasn't? I like yeah. the soundtrack in this movie by extension. Like I think I've always been kind of a closeted like opera fan and not known it or something. Cause I do like this music. It's pretty cool. Mm. Um, gosh, I, like I said, it's, it's hard to know where, what jumping off point to use, but it's, it's an, it's the situation where you don't know if what you're seeing in the film is really what's happening. She's hallucinating or is she is, she, you know, um, well, we could go off of what we see in the film. Like, obviously you have, Thomas here who's like the big ballet director and he's mm-hmm. he's he's the creep like the only way he gets you know people famous is by sleeping with them uh and that was you know he has a reputation as her mother says yeah and oh, that's a great segue the mother you learn stuff about her where she w- was gonna be a star but ended up having Nina uh and there's like this side story where she seems very too motherly and possibly abusive and then like you go into her room and her art's all creepy and shit Uh, and like obviously the whole uh nina's delusions and stuff are making it more creepy but even without the drugs it still looks creepy (laughs) oh yeah it's creepy no matter what i i uh i hadn't i think i've only seen this film one time and it was like way back when it was new so i'd forgotten almost all of it but right off the bat in the beginning, one of the first weird things to happen is when she looks into her mother's room, the eyes move on one of the paintings. And I hadn't yeah. noticed that before. I was like, what the fuck? And it's, it's like real quick. You could miss it easily, but it kind of sets it sets the mood a little bit for like, hey, this movie's going to be weird, man. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like it baffles my mind because I don't because I, I've only known jobs that deal with like very basic peasant jobs as i call them but like ballet dancers like they all like get up and just like do ballet for pretty much the whole day until the showtime that's something i wanted to say about this movie is i really like movies that deal with stuff that i don't really know anything about Mm. I, i i find it really interesting toward the beginning of the movie she's like destroying a pair of shoes so that she can make them the way she wants them to be she like tears the soles out of them and oh, I wonder if that's a metaphor. Tears the souls out of them, and like uh, redoes the strings and marks up the bottom of them so they have better grip. And she's like taping her toes and stuff. Like I like that weird minutia of 
you know, this is this is what her world is like. And there's no one like explaining what's going on it, when that kind of stuff happens. I like that. I like I like weird little details like that of that. I mean, obviously, I don't know anything about ballet except for basically what I've learned from, you know, this movie and a few other television shows, movies or something like that. So I like that kind of stuff. I, I don't know why. I tell you what, though, they did get New York pretty correctly is when Nina's on the subway and that old man is like doing his, like lick his tongue and flicking his uh, you, dick. You have that happen to you a lot when you're on the subway, too? I've seen it happen. Uh, <laughs> in, in, instead, their dick was out instead of just them acting <laughs> like they <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. So, so I was like, eh, it's kind of close, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck public transportation. God, he said it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, oh man, like I I liked that her her mind, her psychological, uh, like I guess tearing of the of knowing that she has the part and her anxiety is like going up to fucking a hundred. Uh, where you know Thomas puts in her mind like I want the sexiness of the black swan like you're so virgin with your your white swan, uh, and I like the scene where she's walking under the construction scaffolding. By the way, another thing that New York is all about you see that fucking everywhere uh, yeah. in the city, uh, yeah. and it's a dark like sidewalk, and she answers the phone, <laughs> the flip phone that says mom, and then you look down. And you see the person stop to check at her phone. And also then, checking a phone, yeah. I, it's that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I like that because in your mind, like the conscience, uh, is very fascinating to me. And when you're having someone drill into your brain, I want the other side of you, and you're kind of seeing that portrayed onto the film. She's kind of seen it before, though, because at the very beginning of the movie, when she's on the train heading there, she keeps seeing a woman who looks kind of like her and mm. is dressed in black. She's like, "What? I can't see this woman. And then she gets off the train and you don't really see her. Yeah. And and what's great about this film is like you kind of see the timeline that every ballet dancer is going to get like. Wyona Ryder's character Beth like she's an old fucking dancer she's on her way out she looks disheveled and used probably by Thomas uh, and that's not Toma. me Toma. Toma. yeah that's right yeah. <laughs> I fucking hated that by the way every time every time every time he's I like French or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah but my uh, my OCD was fucking going off the chain every time like the closed caption came up and she's like Toma and it said Thomas and I, was like, uh, and I was like, ah, stop it. But I understood. <laughs> I got to sound pretentious. I mean, there's, yeah. this is not like memento, like last episode where we're like, oh, what's happening here? Like, is this actually happening? We, there's a little bit of that in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Especially when her and, uh, was it Lily? Yeah. Lily, uh, when they go out for dinner and shit and I guess she's like giving her some type of drug. I don't know what it is. Yeah, she was like, don't worry, it's pure. And I would have been like, pure what? <laughs> like, it's just like a white capsule. Like, is it ecstasy or is it like amphetamines? What is what, it? I, what the fuck did she say that? Do you ever go for a drive or some shit? Like, when she gave her that, <laughs> it was like some kind of slang. I'm like, I've never fucking heard anybody say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. 
Yeah, this is the, uh, if you're looking on the video, this is what I'm talking about. This is like fucking vintage New York. <laughs> uh, Shadowy figures in yeah. the distance. Yeah, yeah. Am I watching Black Swan or Ninja Turtles? <laughs> Looks like some guy doidle. A doidle. Um, I have to say the scratching, and by the way, because like there's some like subplot that you kind of don't like get information about, and you don't need the information. Um, but she's scratching her back. Uh, yeah, her mother says, are you scratching again? Like she had done it before. I, Right before we started recording, my girlfriend, who, by the way, picked all the movies this month. So this is more her pick than mine. But uh, she dropped on me a whole bunch of stuff about how the character said um, uh, something about uh, there's a bunch of stuff that implies that she has obsessive compulsive disorder. And in, in addition to, you know, having problems with uh Oh, rolling. It was MDMA. Okay. You ever hear anybody say rolling? Yeah, I've heard rolling before. But yeah, I have. Fred Durst. Keep rolling. But, but any, oh, anyway, sorry. apparently <laughs> it's implied that she has obsessive compulsive disorder as well as everything else, like a personality disorder and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I guess that's maybe a symptom of that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Or, and, or she Hulk would put it, you know, just being a woman <laughs> in New York. <laughs> Uh, God damn it, now I got Fred Durst in my fucking brain rolling. <laughs> Zach, you hated this movie. Tell us why. Because it's about ballet bullshit. I hate that. I'm a you man. You hate ballet, so you hate I, hate, I need guns. I need people dying. I need scary shit. I need Someone <laughs> dies, or do they? I don't... Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's bring that up. When she went to go visit Beth and, like, she I started... I actually hate this movie. I didn't hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> When she started stabbing her face and stuff, do you think that was real or do you think that was Nina's mind just fucking going nuts? Yeah, I was having a hard time deciding whether she'd even talked to Beth. I think I think she finally had the aha moment like, oh, shit, like I'm becoming Beth now. And that's why she's being called, you know, little princess uh and like <laughs> that creepy part where tomas is like going over her body saying little princess and then like obviously uh, we're jumping to the end where she sees the blood just fucking splattering yeah, all over. because uh what's mila kunis's character lily lily even says oh he'll be calling you that before you know it and she's like oh i hope not and then right there at the end of the movie he does and you're like <laughs> this is for zach by the way this movie actually goes along with the, his other movie, The Wrestler. I was going to bring that up. You guys got to see The Wrestler. Like, you guys like wrestling and you like weird movies. Like, I've seen that fine. movie. I've seen the movie. Okay, okay good, good, good. Uh, I, I think I mentioned it before, but this movie lines up with Whiplash. Uh, so if you haven't seen Whiplash, both Nina and the main character, uh, Teller, uh, that's the actor's name, uh, Miles Teller, his character had the same things going on. He has a teacher, like... Hers was Thomas, and then J.K. Rowling is in Whiplash. They're both kind of abusive in a way, but J.K. Simmons. Yeah. He said J.K. Rowling. Oh, did I say J.K. Rowling? Yeah. J.K. Simmons. I'm sorry. Um, and he's like, you know, calling him all slurs and throwing chairs at him. Uh, but they have the yeah. same arc and everything. So I I recommend watch Whiplash, and then obviously you've seen this film already, and we're talking about it. This movie probably would have been better if it was J.K. Simmons yelling at her, demoralizing her. <laughs> if he was the leader, yeah. Uh, what if he was sexually assaulting her, though? Would you like that part? No, no, no. no. <laughs> no. Breaking her down piece by piece. 
you know what this movie reminds me of though and uh, the rest the wrestler obviously as well um and i know that everyone thinks i'm gonna say perfect blue and yes but this movie is very similar to birdman oh that's another good film in a really weird way this movie has a lot to Hmm. it reminds me of birdman so much because all of birdman shit keeps happening that you think oh the main character's hallucinating the main character's losing his mind her mind the main character has something wrong and then right at the end something happens and you're like wait wait was it all hallucination or was none of it a hallucination or did something else happen like at right at the end something happens and another character acknowledges something and you're like well fuck now i don't know what happened <laughs> one thing i want to bring up about this film i don't get very squeamish and cringes when like disgusting things happen in film I fucking do. I all the finger shit in this movie. Just, yes, sorry, I interrupted you. I just I, when her mother's cutting her fingernails, I cringed the no, whole No, no, when she fucking pulls her skin from her oh, nail. This, yeah, I don't even want to. Think oh God, I, and oh man, I, 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 I was getting. I was like, I was having my fucking dinner in this movie, and uh, <laughs> uh, I had to put it to the side. I was like, no, I gotta wait. <laughs> That's you what could, I. You couldn't. You couldn't even have the lady figures you prepared for dessert. Huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> But I I really hate her mother so much. <laughs> yeah, I don't think her mother's supposed to be very likable. It, it's weird though, like because the you, weirdest part is when she went to sleep and woke up and she was, and she was there. Room. Yeah, oh my god, that's terrifying. <laughs> After she was touching well, herself. <laughs> well, you think you're in your own room at least. I mean, even if you live in you know your parents' house, it's like, oh, at least I got privacy in here. Nope, her well, door well, doesn't even lock. Well, apparently not. <laughs> well, this. This is what I like about the film because you don't get the whole story, but you get these snippets. Like in the beginning, remember when like she got the part and like she's she bought this big fucking cake for like two people, uh, and then like she's cutting a big piece and I, like automatically I thought she's in ballet. She can't be fucking eating it. With this that was my thought as well. Yeah, and I kept and if you noticed, like she kept on like trying to talk her out of it, like because she the mother is not in the limelight that she's in and she's kind of jealous about it i think yeah, there's an implication that she's jealous and she's trying like she's, she's both so- helping her but not I- i'm pretty sure that like someone wiser than me could analyze the character of just the mother and come up with something very very intelligent it's like those parents that either don't quite make it in sports and they have kids and they fucking live vicariously through them and push yeah, them you know, my, my kid's gonna be the quarterback yo oh my gosh yeah yeah mm-hmm. pretty much that's how i took it and and I feel like even though like after you know she was doing things to herself in bed because she was told by Tomas to do it, um, uh-huh. like even after her mom was sleeping in there, like she had the idea of going into the garbage room in an apartment building and grabbing that 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 wooden stake or whatever to like block the door, but I feel like she's done that more than once. So uh, lock the door? No, no, not lock the door, but like have her be in her room without her knowledge. Oh, yeah. And I think that's like another thing where like, oh, I have to put this stake here. But like, I got pissed off at her a lot, um, <laughs> for very personal reasons that I can't really say out loud because the person's in my house. <laughs> but like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she didn't go to that extent, but like the helicopter stuff that she does. Mm happened to me uh and i i I mean i didn't go 
all out like trying to stab myself to get like my evil side out <laughs> uh, <laughs> you braced it obviously yeah <laughs> I, I i the hate was always there i just had to let it I, I had to open the door um but like yeah i, I that touched me personally <laughs> with this mom where i was like hey, keep in mind i don't hate her i meaning the one in my house i'm just mm-hmm. uh, i'm just saying very similar to what you know this person has done sure um trying zach, to... zach you say things come on <clears throat> um you're doing a bad job so far okay so, well i don't know what else to say <laughs> uh what do you think of lily that's me lacunas uh yeah i know um okay. the hot one I guess she was supposed to be. I mean, I guess she's hot, sure. <laughs> I think the stuff going on with her and like she's like Natalie Portman seeing herself. Like, oh god, it's a scary, hotter version of myself. <laughs> I think the interactions she's having with Lily are, are real to up to a point, and then at some point, it's like all this weird stress and shit is like getting into her, and she's she's kind of flipping out a little bit and maybe she, maybe she, uh, had a, had a dream about her. Like she suggested that time when she was late to, uh, practice or something. Mm-hmm. Like, you were dreaming about me, weren't you? Was it good at least like that shit? Like, yeah, I don't know if that, that's that stuff happened that night. Like she thought it did. Cause she was, she was high on MDMA or whatever that was. <laughs> <laughs> she was rolling. She was red dursing. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, like the stuff with her 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 shadow self, I feel like that's especially that stuff at the end. I guess uh, I feel like that's kind of her coming to grips with like kind of coming out of her shell in some kind of weird way. Like well, this whole, I, this, I think that's that is literally what it is because Tomah is like. You need you need to embrace this side of you. Like you're the perfect white swan, but we need the black swan. And so that side of her comes out and like murders the good side of her, so that it can it can take over and be on stage or something. Mm-hmm. I'd say the, the the childish side of her because it's obvious she's been in this weird situation with her mom and it's kind of stifled her and it, she's like neurotic and super timid and, and shit basically it's like it's kind of ruined her life it stunted her growth as an adult <laughs> mm. still acting kind of like a kid in some ways yeah and this is like in the, in the beginning of this film if you look in video wise it's like 24 minutes in uh i thought because we had like imagery of her evil self like i thought in a sense like she wrote horror on the mirror herself and then went in the bathroom and came out and be like you're a whore I think that's that's a possible interpretation. Like she might have done it because, um, well, I don't know. I, I don't know if that works out or not. Like, I mean, she still might have done it, but she stole the lipstick at some point that same day. I can't remember if it preceded that or not. So I imagine she had it on her or something. You know. Mm-hmm. I, I just I, thought somebody else did that. Yeah, and no, that, I mean that's the obvious thing. But going back and thinking about it, like, I don't know. How crazy is she on a scale of one to ten? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's probably thinking to herself, but like again, maybe, maybe this is not real. Maybe this is not on the mirror, and she's just wiping a fucking clean mirror. Uh, but in her mind, she's probably like, 
I bit him and now I got the part and now I'm a whore. <laughs> like, maybe that's what she's like thinking her in her mind. Uh, which is funny, by the way, and not really because of like she got the part because he's fantasizing sex about her. Um, sort of, probably. I mean, that th there's it kind of sets up the whole thing where she doesn't really have um, companionship and ally or anything. Like her mother is helping her, but probably not in a healthy way. Um, her mother's like bad for her in actuality um toma even though he gives her the part is like coming on to her all the time like kind of heavily yeah so he's not really a good guy uh, all the other girls are like jealous of her and talking about her behind her back and laughing at her so they're mm -hmm. not they're no good and then like lily looks like she's gonna be a friend and then lily ends up being her re replacement if something happens to her so she can't trust her anymore because it looks like she's trying to just get her out of the way Mm -hmm. it could be yeah the whole like fucking back thing was uh, a little weirdish but I, I get that was you know her uh, her thing her mental thing going on uh, and there's just a weird little thing I noticed did you guys notice all the swans in the background of this movie there's like a hundred of them no <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I, I didn't notice it by the way I, I mean right there in that shot you just had behind the headboard of the bed, or not the bed, the, the bath. There you go. There's one right there. Mm. Swans everywhere. And also, the morning swans. she wakes up and she goes to touch herself the first time before she sees her mother's in the room, all of her stuffed nonsense is in the background. But right in the middle, there's one black swan. Mm. I noticed that for the first time this time. I was like, oh my God, there it is. Again. <laughs> And then uh, this is where she goes off on Lily because this is when she took the drug and became late and stuff. And what you tell him? You tell him I, I'm I need a break. I didn't say that. And she's he's getting all pissed at her. Mm -hmm. Oh God, yeah. this is the part. This, uh, this is the scene. The, the old man <laughs> where he's sexually. Uh, uh, and this is where confrontation confrontation happens between her her and a mom. Cause she's all busy and stuff and like she's like kind of like passive aggressive being like hey you should fucking quit and stuff and like she's like no leave me alone uh and then she like does like a under the breath whisper of being like yeah what career bitch uh, she didn't say bitch but she said what career and like she says you were 28 yeah mm -hmm. which again i think that's where the jealousy come in comes in because she makes a comment like i had you <laughs> because i had you my career is done <laughs> and it like throws it back in her face now my my question to you is when lily shows up why did the mother automatically deny her like if anything if you don't want nina going out why not just invite lily in she can't she can't control her if she's got like friends she's going with mm -hmm. yeah that's what overprotective weirdo fucking parents do they don't they don't let you do anything Mm. <laughs> you tell me <laughs> so of course that's what they do they're just like no fuck nobody was there no one's there somebody was there so <laughs> that's when she decides to, to to break out she's like no fuck this she grabs her coat and goes with lily mm -hmm. has some drinks and has some guys try to hit on them poorly and <laughs> they meet tom and jerry and they meet tom and jerry <laughs> 
and they like sh they show example like Lily being like all this like sexual uh, flirtatious woman because she's like nonchalantly like flirting with the waiter and stuff. Be like, is that enough cheese? Like, no, I need more of your cheese or whatever. She does some flirting thing, and she like brushes it off, kind of like showing like Nina. Like Nina, this is the possibility that you could have if you're a little <laughs> more loose. Yeah, Lil Lily is this is what Nina needs to tap into to figure out how to be the Black Swan or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's that's her. The, the movie's about the two sides of the human psyche and and controlling one side of it, and she loses control on purpose because that's what she has to do to be perfect, or something like that. All I could think is her character from that '70s show is talking to Queen Amidala. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys think um, a, a lot of people like to point to this movie as one of their best performances for both of them? What, what do you think? Are they good actresses in this movie? Mila, uh, you go first, Zach. You see, Natalie Portman is she's freaking out and selling all that anxiety and stuff. Mm -hmm. Didn't she uh, get an Oscar for this? Maybe I want to say there was Oscars awarded for. She this. at least got nominated. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But um, Mila Kunis was kind of Mila Kunis. <laughs> like, I, nothing against her. It's just some some people are like that. Like, Kevin Costner was Kevin Costner. <laughs> no, you got a good point there. I know when this movie came out, they made a big deal about Mila Kunis with Natalie Portman. Um, because it's like, this is her breakout role, Mila Kunis, since she's getting away from TV. Mm -hmm. So, like... Yeah, like that was big for her because this was a big nominated Oscar movie. Because I remember this in the Oscar just getting nominated, and I remember them getting a lot of awards. Um, but yeah, Natalie Portman, um, she, for me personally, is a hit or miss. Um, when she does V for Vendetta, I didn't like her in that, but in this movie, I like her in Black Swan. Yes, yeah, yeah. no, I, basically, I think this is probably her best performance please we all know so. queen amidala was the best performance oh is that pedophile queen amidala what pedophile? yeah i mean she wasn't a, an adult yet i mean Dude. it's this or like leon the professional where she's supposed to play a naive child and she was a naive child actress i it kind of works out yeah uh, when she was grooming Anakin. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Tom and Jerry part was weird. And I don't know why it was weird, the Tom and Jerry part. I don't know. It felt Because of the drugs? Or what do you mean? Do you think she... she do you think she was freaking out her mom? Or did she fucking bang the shit out of both of them? Because the black swan Nina came back home, Correct. I don't think she did, but then again, she lost time, so who the hell knows? Mm. She could have done anything. Yeah. She could have had an MK Ultra moment. Yeah, because she wakes up with, like, this neo-Nazi guy banging, like, kissing her in the in the bathroom. How do you know uh, that guy's neo-Nazi? He gets his shaved head. Why? why yeah, you, what do you, you got a problem with people's shaved heads? I don't know. His, his tattoo is all, uh, I'm necked up. His neck was all tattooed up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought I just throwing it out there being funny. Um, yeah, I in my mind, I think she came home as the Black Swan, and maybe either Black Swan is like 
breaking out her mom, be like, yeah, I banged everybody. What you going to do about it? And then just goes to have sex with, like, imaginary Lily. Um, herself. Herself, pretty much. And did you notice Lily had wings, by the way? Black wings on her back. Yeah, her tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Pretty on the nose, if you ask me, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder about that. Like, you know, aren't they? I wonder if they have like strict shit about that with ballets. Like, yeah, any tattoos on you or anything? I kind of feel like they would. I suspect so. I mean, that's what that's what my girlfriend was saying when we were watching it. Is ballet dancers are supposed to not have tattoos and or cover them up? Fake, so maybe, fake movie. Yeah, this movie's bullshit. Fraud. It's not following the it's lore not, of ballet. We all know Darren Aronofsky's a fraud <laughs> anyway because he just ripped off Perfect Blue. He saw Perfect Blue and he fucking translated this movie and he won't admit it he just says no i didn't see perfect blue i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> now let's talk about that for just a second just because i feel like people are gonna jump all over me if we don't bring it up this movie has a lot of similarities to perfect blue but it's different enough that i'm like well, okay whatever but they are both about a woman being um thrust into stardom and then dealing with a weird split personality situation. Also, there's some scenes, like one of the first things that happens in Perfect Blue is she sees a weird reflection in the window of a train, and one of the first things that happens in this movie is she sees a woman who looks like her on the train. It, there's little things. It's like, come on, Aaron Allison, come on now. <laughs> you also, he straight up stole that shot in the bathtub. He just stole it. You watch the anime, you just didn't want but to that's in uh, Requiem for a Dream or Pie. It's in one of those movies. I can't remember. Pie. And this is what a conversation where you're um, like, when did you leave and stuff? And you're like, oh, you had a wet dream about me. How was I? Uh, and because Nina is awkward with socializing with other people. Obviously, you can see throughout the film. Well, I doubt she socialized much at all. Like, I, I feel like um, Tamal asks her if she's had a lot of boyfriends, and she says yes. Part of me thinks she's lying. Yeah, I think she is lying. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I've had boyfriends, and she's like, none of. She's like, they ever get serious? He's like, no, not really. No. Yeah. Do, do you? Looks away. <laughs> all right. Well, let because we talk about loss of time, and yes, that was because of the drugs. But what if mentally she's losing time? Because remember when she goes after the whole uh, kissing ass scene at the ballroom where Tomas is like talking to everybody and he's mm -hmm. like, come back to my apartment for a drink. Mm -hmm. In the scene, you see her with the drink and then he's like, <laughs> we have to wake up early tomorrow. Bye. Uh, do you think they possibly fucked and we just never saw it? Or do you think, hey... I, I I think she's weird, and I don't think I want to like rape someone, <laughs> so I'm just gonna let her Maybe. go. I don't know. I it, he seems like it seems like he's not gonna straight up like force himself on her. It, it seems. I mean, he's still like clearly sexually assaulting her. He's still clearly abusing his position of power. Mm -hmm. To, but but I I I don't I don't know if there's anything like that going on. Like straight up rape is what I'm saying. I don't think straight up raped her. Well, I'm not saying rape. I'm like, she's blocking out the sex because her mind is still trying to be. Oh, perfect. like she did. Like yeah. the black swan side of her did want to do it and there and then did. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. I, that hadn't occurred to me at the time, but maybe. You said the R word, Dubs. Oh, yeah. Sorry. And then I did. Sorry. So Demonetization. <laughs> We're, we already passed. We already passed ten minutes, and if you say it when the, within the first ten minutes, any bad words, uh, they don't like age restrict you. So, 
That's a YouTube thing right there. Weird. Okay. <laughs> so no, they got a bunch of weird shit like that now. Yeah. So we're good on that. Um, but yeah, that that that's a thing that I taught. Uh, like thought I was like, that scene was weird, because yeah, like you could have had a drink in New York City. There's a millions of places that are open past twelve a.m. in the morning, um, and even in early mornings as well to get a drink. Why be at the apartment? Because we already know he's sexually charged for her. Uh, so I, I, I think maybe she did black it out. Maybe the black swan was there, but she wanted to be that perfect virgin in a way and not think that she did do it. But that we'll never know because it's not being out there in, 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 the, in the movie. Uh, what about the what about the scene where she literally transforms into a bird person? You guys dig that? You dig bird people? I thought I don't. <laughs> what, what was the point of that? Lay it on me! Come on! <laughs> like now, they... I, okay, I I hear exactly what you're saying, and I want to articulate what I think your point's going to be because I had the same thought. Um, it's cool and it looks cool and it's interesting. But it feels in a movie with so much really nice subtlety and really nice, like, you know, stuff that your brain's got to notice for you to get. It just feels so hammer meat nail. What I really like about that scene is like her transforming into bird. It looks cool and I like it, you know, leave it, sure, whatever. But afterwards, there's the way pulled back shot, like from the audience, and she's she looks like Nina again. She looks like a person, but the shadow on the stage, the, the shadow still looks like the bird person. That I like. That's cool. I like that kind of subtlety, but I don't like this whole like she literally grows feathers. Like <laughs> just kinda Yeah. I don't know. It, it, I, I, I I, I expect more subtlety from a Darren Aronofsky movie. Yeah, I, I think they were just like, man, we have to hammer it to the casuals that are not getting my themes. Like, hey, she, she's a black swan. Look at her. She, her she, she's becoming a little black swan. You see that? She, she's completed her not. She's completed her metamorphosis. She's sexualized. She's a murderer. She's doing drugs. <laughs> it's an average everyday citizen. I, I like I mean a black swan citizen. I like the subtle things. Like when remember when she's being fitted and, and like the person that's measured her like, Oh, you lost weight, huh? And like she's looking at the mirror. Uh and when she's facing it, she's seeing her back. And uh-huh. and I'm she's like the reflection of her scratching herself. She's like, What the fuck? She's yeah. That's the stuff I really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah the stuff like that. Yeah, that's what well, I, yeah, I, I, dig it, more. I didn't mean to like cut you off completely, but I suspect that's what your point was. Is it seems so obvious? Yeah, it, it's very for the casual that don't like to think like, oh, I'm gonna put the scene out here. Like, in a sense, I guess you can kind of say that this is her turning point of becoming Black Swan. Like, I, it's coming out finally, um, and I think the turning point is when you know. Mila Kunis is going down on her. I think that's the moment she becomes Black Swanish. Uh, I mean, when she when she becomes full Black Swan is when she, <laughs> you think that she's killing Lily, but in in a sense she's killing herself. Herself, yeah. yeah. That's that, that that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, it, it's like implied that she stabs herself, but as far as I can tell, she's not injured or bleeding at all during the second act when she's the Black Swan. No. But then when she goes back to being the white swan, suddenly she's got a wound and she's bleeding. 
So it really, I, I like that because it does seem to imply that there are two sides of her and one side is injured by the other side. So the darks, the dark side, the black swan is uninjured because it's the one who it, it's, it's a weird thing and it's hard to wrap your mind around. And that's why I like it. Cause that it'll make you think a little bit more about the two sides of her psyche and all this other stuff. My favorite part of the film. My 100% favorite part of the film is when she's... Oh, where the guy leaves? Yeah, where he's like, I have a life. <laughs> and he just walks <laughs> out. <laughs> he walks out. That was my favorite scene. <laughs> because, I, I mean, listen, there's people out there that will literally practice every fucking... And that's her flaw, in a way. Because what she needed to show was a little loosey-goosey. And, you know, even though she... Yeah, yeah. She's still fighting her drive to be perfect at this point. Yeah, and when you're doing, uh, I'm making a wrestling term uh, here. Uh, in AEW, everything looks very ballet because they're all doing like dance moves to try to like dodge like hits and stuff. And it's very obvious that it's very robotic and very staged. And I saw that's what Thomas was looking at. Like, hey, you're being lifted by this prince. You should be like, you know, selling it more, looking more sexualized and. And uh, I mean, I, I don't know other words that I could put it on it, but uh, that's what he was trying to drill in her brain. Uh, He's probably doing other things as well with drilling, but I'll. So she needed to just watch some attitude area era yeah. and just like get into it. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, I I was going with a point with this, but like the whole her being a robot was a, a thing. Uh, and do you this is where she sees them fucking well she she sees that but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's happening there that whole thing has got to be a hallucination that's a hallucination. None, none of that shit happens <laughs> yeah this is where she loses her mind a little bit because she sees that and she runs out of the uh the place uh and then when this is the part where she meets oh Beth. i can see that it's Winona writer now i just didn't notice that before because she looks all disheveled and stuff there. I yeah, think. sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just when when I watched this movie, it did not dawn on me that that was when I write her at all. And yeah, that's another thing. Because did she she didn't walk out with the knife? So did she fucking stab Beth and leave? No, yeah, that was pointed out to me. Is uh, when she runs out of the room, it looks like Beth is still holding the knife, and then she gets to the elevator and she's holding the knife and she's got blood on her. So like, does she stab Beth? Was she there at all? Did she even have a conversation? What the fuck happened? Mm. And uh and she pukes. <laughs> um I guess the ending we can get to. Do you think she dies? No. Yeah, I mean you can survive that, right? I think. Yeah, but that's been a... a metaphor. She doesn't fucking bleed out and die. Uh, from person, person, sixty nine, sixty nine. Nice, nice. Uh, I think the bird scene was meant to be disturbing, and it signaled her having a complete psychotic break. I think they were trying to signal that you don't know what it is real versus in her head. If you didn't already get that, yeah. Uh, that's what we were kind of like driving through. That that's where I I said she finally kind of turned the corner because like she's drilling in her brain. I need. It's gonna sound bad, but like I need to be that uh. That slut type of Lily and stuff. And I don't know why I'm doing Vince McMahon voice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to be slutty. <laughs> um, 
But like she's like, I need I need to be Lily. I need to be Lily, and that's what she kept on driving in her brain. Uh, and I I think that's why she had the visual visualization that Tomas uh was banging Lily on that uh that spiel of wire and stuff. Um, and this ending scene was fucking when she became the Black Swan. It was mesmerizing what she was doing. And this is after the part where she's like kind of like freaking out and then like falls. And then the guy's like, what the fuck? Not even like, to, to, and that's the thing. Like the, the prince guy, uh, the guy that was like carrying her was freaking out. Like, but Tomas like kind of said, what the fuck is going on and get ready. And then like she blacks out, right? Um, she goes in and then, you know, does the Lily thing, stabs her and then comes out. Uh, and like st stuffs her in a closet, like the Hitman games, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And and goes out, and then like I love that scene, the the lighting on it, the mesmerizing. Finally. Yeah, honestly, like the rest of the movie is pretty good. I'm entertained throughout, but basically everything from when she kills Lily, when when she hallucinates killing Lily, but she's really the Black Swan killing her or whatever. Everything from there to the end is fantastic. It's just really good. I like it a lot. I kept on, uh, when she finally realized that uh, she did a swerve, bro, and like stabbed herself, bro. Um, <laughs> like, why did she pull it out like like literally when she pulled it out is when the blood got worse so i'm like oh man now you're gonna bleed all over the place and then at That's the end happens. never pull it out yeah let, let a professional do that yeah and then that's when uh you know she does her scene where she falls off that's another thing i want to bring up why during practice did she hesitate to fall because it's scary was he, 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 I don't know, maybe, maybe part of her knows that if she continues down this road that she's going to have a similar end. Or, or could it be in order for me to break out um, and like become the Black Swan, I have to take that leap, in a sense, and a leap into the mattress or whatever? I think she was just scared of heights. She was just scared. Yeah, I guess I guess in the actual Black Swan story, like that is literally what happens. Though, is the Swan kills herself, so yeah, maybe she does die because that's what happens in Black Swan. Yeah, Swan Lake. Swan Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Anyway, this is just a metaphor. She's like, I did it. I fucking, I, I was perfect. I was perfect. And then end. And they're like, don't die. We have like 20 more showings of this. <laughs> <laughs> we have another one later tonight. She'll uh, just I never be the same. Yeah. And I can't hire Beth because she stabbed her face. Allegedly. <laughs> but uh, overall, um, I don't know if you guys have anything else to say, but overall, yeah, overall, I, I, I really like this movie. It wasn't as very, uh, I need to watch this a thousand times to find out what's going on, like Memento. Not saying that was bad or anything, but like, I feel like you have to watch it at a certain order in Memento. And this, it's kind of like in your head, like. It's a different trip. Mm hmm. Exactly. So you're rolling in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. But, uh, <laughs> I recommend this film. Yeah, I, uh, like I said, these the picks this month are are my girlfriend's more than mine. Like we discussed them obviously, but she's the one who came up with them. 
And I'll be honest, this isn't even really my favorite Darnofsky movie. I like The Fountain better. And I know The Fountain, people are like, Fountain movie's bullshit. It doesn't make any sense. That's why I like it. I like it because it doesn't make any sense. But uh, this movie is really good. I still really like it. I saw it a long time ago. And I remember being like, yes, I like this movie. And then kind of like forgetting all about it. But uh, yeah, I do like it. I do recommend it. It's great. Get wrecked. Get wrecked, apparently. Um, one thing I want to bring up, um, when this movie first came out, I was, uh, what Zach was like saying before, ballet, who wants to fucking watch a movie about ballet? Yeah, no, ballet? yeah, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and I believe this movie came out like early 2000, right? It's 2010. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember getting rewar- uh, awards and I was like, why? And like, I know who's in it, but like, why? And I never watched it until now. Um, so I appreciate your girlfriend picking, picking this movie because now it's in one of my favorite movies, so... Um, Zach, what about you? Or Cross? I don't recommend this movie. It's about lame shit. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> I like it. It's it's pretty good. Uh, if you like a, you want to watch a mind bendy kind of what the fuck's going on movie, it won't hurt your head too much. You can watch this one. Hmm. Natalie Portman's good. What would you rather watch, Black Swan, or a Young Bucks match? Oh, I'd, I'd watch this fucking four times before I watch a Young Bucks match. <laughs> good man, good man. <laughs> uh, so we know where we stand. I'd rather watch real ballet than fucking bullshit ballet. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, Andy, what is our next movie? We're going to watch Us. Ooh, Jordan oh. Peele movie. Is that yeah, Why Jordan us? Peele? Huh? Why Us? Um, I like that movie, and so does my girlfriend. We're in that weird minority that think uh, Us is more entertaining than Get Out. Get Out's a great movie, but I think Us is more fun, and it's a little bit more of like a – it fits this theme a little bit better. And also, um, it's it's kind of capitalizing on the fact that Nope is in theaters, and everyone's talking about Nope right now, which, by the way, go see. Nope kicks ass. And isn't a callback to one of the Twilight uh, episodes that we saw Yes. Yeah, yeah, I kind of regret talking about that as much as I did. But yeah, for sure, keep that in mind going forward when we watch Us. Because, uh, I mean, Jordan Peele has straight up said, like, he I mean, he helped re- do that reboot of The Twilight Zone. He loves The Twilight Zone, so, yeah. Mm. All right. So remember to watch Us. Uh, well, you're going to watch us, us next week. but yeah, watch, watch Us. The... Watch Us. Yes. What he said. Uh, and then get back to us and then watch us. Discuss it. Um, but anyway, before we close out, we usually have some news that matter to us. Uh, I'll go first because mine's going to be like a quick rant. So three, four, three industries decided to do an update about Halo Infinite. And you're probably wondering, Hey, is there going to be co-op or Hey, is there going to be forge coming out? Because remember their dates were supposed to be September. Nope. Delayed. And we're not getting a full launch of Forge and co-op. We're getting betas. Why? Like, wh- and Isn't the, Hasn't this game been out for like a year now? It's almost a year now. And <laughs> Okay, I'll just a year. Never mind. Yeah, and they have something else that they're doing. It's called Match XP. And, and this is what I was ranting about uh, over the weekend. I'm like, why are fucking stupid fucking simple things not in games anymore? Like, 
Battlefield 2142 had no scoreboard. Well, they, 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 games industry, they have said, oh, games are so hard to make now. They're so complex. It takes hundreds of people to do something simple now. So it's harder to implement these basic things. It's bullshit. bullshit. I, I know. I know. I know. I like. I'm not defending them. I'm just yeah. saying what they would say if they were here. Yeah, I'm and, just saying bullshit. <laughs> and this, uh, uh, listen. I like good graphics. I like when things look realistic. Like, hey, if you could do it and give me a good game that I'm gonna dig my teeth into, fine. I'm I'm for that if you can do that. But if you can't do that, stop trying to make good graphic games and just make fucking games fun again. Yes, gameplay over graphics every time for me. Because most of these uh, AAA games are dealing with good graphics, that they have to hit a certain type of frames per second, and they have to have this, oh my god, 4K and and uh, ray, ray tracing. M majority of the planet does not have all this technology to see all that stuff. So make a fucking fun game. I'm tired of this. The one thing that really pissed me off is like, oh, the, the heart and core of Halo is competition esports. And I'm like, no. Isn't that what fucked up Street Fighter when they made five? They were like, oh, we're gonna focus on esports and serious shit. It, the 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 main the main thing is they should have never said it, period, because what Halo is is always a social party shooter game. Because like when you think it, of it's like it's like that clip that Zach shared with us earlier, right? Yes. It's pretty much that you play Griff Ball, you play uh, SWAT, um, and you do all these fun things. You click create fucking maps, and you put and you make it into custom uh, browsers. And by the way, that's not going to be in the next season. By the way, this Forge beta that we're getting is going to be a beta, uh, and then we're getting a beta of the browser uh, like six months later down the road. Don't they beta test internal anymore? <laughs> Is this a fucking like Steam early access game, or is it a big budget, Dude, like tentpole project? Like they, this doesn't make any sense. They were talking like this game is coming out for the first fucking time, and I'm like, you motherfuckers <laughs> launched this a year ago. That's early access. This is Halo early access. That's what this is. <laughs> and I want to put this out there for all you fucking developers out there: stop making games for esports. We're not fucking like esports. We just want to have fun. They're all getting poisoned on this thing where, like, they create a big product and they go to, like, the big events. Because, you know, it's all comped. They made the game. They get to go to whatever, Evo or, or fucking e the, the peripheral E3 events or, or stuff like that. They go to all these esports events and that's all they talk to is the people who are, like, dead serious into it. And that stuff's really interesting. But they just they lose sight of the fact that that's a small fraction of your audience. Yeah. And and what what sucks is uh, I watch uh, I watched many YouTubers talk about this Halo thing, but one thing that uh, they brought up is when you get only information from esports players, they're like, "Oh, you need to nerf this character, and you need to like power this character." Stop getting it from esports people. If if anything, if you want to make it esports, you make a game mode where you, it's only for esports people. And they have their weird fucking setups and shit. But all of us are having fun, and we're, we just want to look cool and own things. If we're this character and we're fucking owning people, let it be. Stop so getting balance. Uh, you, balance based on like worldwide stats, not esports stats. 
Yes. Like, if, if you look at every single game that's taking place across the world and one character is winning 80% of them, okay, you can tweak some stuff, maybe. Yeah, but a lot of people, there was a hashtag that happened over the weekend called Fire343. Um, <laughs> and it, 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 listen, they should have done Fahrenheit343. That would have been more clever. Yeah. Okay. Listen, uh, if, if this was their first game doing Halo, I'd be like, hey, you know, they need a culture change. They need to like change staff, uh, which they've been doing, by the way, but apparently it's not working. Um, but they did Halo 4. It wasn't that great. They did Halo 5. It wasn't that great. Now they're doing Halo Infinite, and guess what? It's not that great, and they keep on hitting marks. And remember the Master Chief? And that's all they've done, right? That's the only reason 343 Industries exists? Yes. Uh, they did the Master Chief. Fart out Halos. Do you remember the Master Chief collection when it was a fucking disaster when it first came out? Yeah. yeah. And nothing was working? It's still There's still things today that are not working in a Master Chief collection. Really? But... What's funny is that people are going back to Master Chief Collection to play that game more than Halo Infinite. <laughs> and when you don't, and that's another thing, uh, games live service. There's only a few that do it right. But uh, I almost said Bungie. Bungie does Destiny. Three four three is not doing it right, and they don't have content for this. So maybe we should not do game for live service, but the you know why they're doing it. They 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 want that that mu that microtransaction money, that right. that DLC money. So they're focusing on the wrong things. They're like, some 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 dickhole had a board meeting and he had a chart about like, well, we're gonna keep making money because we're gonna push this out and then we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this. No, that's that. One of the few things that made me respect CD Projekt Red after the Cyberpunk 2077 debacle is they had a they had a roadmap that included a bunch of like DLC and all this other stuff. And after the game was like a busted piece of shit, they said we canceled all of that. We'll do it later. We're gonna fix the game first. I said, good. You should have fixed it before it came out. But at least now you're doing your best to do something about it. They do. Everyone else is like, oh, we got this DLC coming out. We gotta make more money. Yeah, and by the way, I think they just released a trailer for their upcoming DLC or whatever. I, yeah, I they got DLC coming down the pike. They got uh, that anime coming out on Adult Swim. Mm. They're, they're still trying to make waves. And, and if you remember, Witcher 3 didn't have a great launch either, and and, and at the end, like they actually had a good product. But, that's true. But that's the thing, man. Like we're we're getting we're paying for early access, or at least we're getting free to play games that are fucking super early access, and we have to wait like a couple of years for us to get the full game. Fix other shit. Like yeah. I don't, I don't. I, I said I completed um, Pokemon Legends Arceus at the beginning of the episode, mm. and that's a really good example of that because some of the graphics in Legends Arceus look like shit. Like, like when you're in caves everything has this like bright white outline it, especially when you play in hand, handheld mode it's not as bad when you're in docked mode but in handheld mode like some of the graphics in that game look like trash but it's so fun i don't give a fuck like it's just it's it's a fun game to play so i forgive it but if a game is gorgeous but i'm not having a nice time it doesn't matter i can go watch a movie movies are gorgeous i don't have to like subject myself to poor gameplay or poor monetization choices in the multiplayer well, that's why I like boomer shooters, by the way. Like Gloomwood that just came out, which is a boomer shooter slash survival horror game that came out. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't have the greatest graphics, but, like, it has that aesthetic of a boomer shooter that was made in the 90s. And guess what? It's a fun fucking game. I'm yeah, having fun. So... Yeah, or buy Japanese. They don't do that shit. 
No, yeah, he's got a good point. There's a lot of Japanese games that have, well, I mean, Legends Arceus is a Japanese game, but there's a lot of them that have like that graphical, it's not quite ironed out. Like every once in a while, shit will clip. Like in uh, Yakuza too, like stuff will clip once in a while, but whatever, I'm having a good time. Well, here, so. That's why well, there's, I like... there's, there's Japanese games that look really good too, though. Like, that's true. That's very true. Remake, you know, you got the Resident Evil games look great. Yeah. Well, that... so, I mean, as with all things, nothing's absolute. That's why I get annoyed every time when you have like uh, these tribal people from Xbox and Sony that go, Nintendo is stuck in the past with the graphics. But guess what, man? They they keep on doing it and they make money and because they don't the people that buy the games don't fucking give a shit about it. they're having 4K ray tracing 60 frames per second. I just want to have fun, man. And that's why you yeah. see people playing Mario Kart all the fucking time. And that's why you're seeing still again yeah. years old now. Yeah. I don't have to worry about a Japanese game being fucking busted on launch. It doesn't matter who made it. They don't do that shit. There might be little bugs, but mm. nothing might, on, the, on the scale of, like, the Western devs. What They, they might do on-disc DLC, but I think that's the most pissed I'm going to be at a Japanese game. Yeah. And they've even got away from that, thank God. Yeah, but, that's that's not really a common practice anymore at all. Oh, and a side note, because Tokyo Game Show is coming out and Konami uh, is having, like, some uh, not Silent Hill stuff, but apparently they're going to be doing a remaster of all the Metal Gear games. I've seen that rumor every fucking day now. Like, yeah. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see if if it does. I'll be excited about it. Uh, I just don't understand why people are excited, including you. Do you remember what happened when they remastered Silent Hill two and three? Come on. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Scary. It's yeah. scary. And they did some trademark uh, for some. JRPG that I don't know about. I forgot the name really? of it. Yeah. I'll, I'll link Konami it in. Konami did? Yeah. Was it Sweet Get In? Yes, yeah. that one. Oh, okay. Well, all right. I'm, I'm back <laughs> on board. Okay. Let's <laughs> see what happens with this. <laughs> yeah, they just got the. I like the Zach and I were both like, well, hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> the trademark uh, apparently was renewed, but then again, that's always been the case with Konami where they renew shit. I mean, they shit. might just be releasing a digital. Yeah. They might that's be putting fine. Sweet It In 2 on Switch or something, which, that might, do that. That's great, because people, it's hard to fucking get that game. So. Yes. You can get it, a public service announcement, you can download it on PlayStation 3, Vita, and a couple other places. That's how I have it. That's how I have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's my rant. I wanted to get it out. Um, I'm just really depressed with games lately, as far as, like, new games. Because uh, if you remember um, when the fucking Xbox came out, I was like, really, I, I still like my Xbox. I'm not saying I fucking hate it or anything. I'm just sad that every time Xbox hypes something up, it's always a disappointing. And it's a, it's a trend that's been happening a lot in gaming lately where I yeah. am excited, but then it's like, <laughs> you're getting shit faced. So I, I'm going with the thing. If a game gets announced, I have to wait and see what uh, like my trusted people say about it before i buy it uh but thank god for game pass uh most xbox games the like star starfield or whatever uh is gonna go on game pass so i don't need to spend the money for that yeah if you don't care about physical and you don't have game pass you're kind of fucking up yeah but I, uh, uh, from one rant i don't know if zach will rant about it but he's gonna talk about what happened to cm punk you guys have a whole show for wrestling no, listen, listen. <laughs> we have a lot of shit to talk about on Thursday, uh -huh. and this is like the hottest news, and it's gonna be changing every day 
from here on out. So I want to get the, right, in on the initial setup. So Zach, I, I was watching part of this pay-per-view and I want to say, Oh, it was so interesting. I saw this fight. I was kind of bored. No, no, it's not even about the fucking pay-per-view itself. It's about oh, the I media. It it's the media scrum. It's what happened after. Yeah. Uh... And to be fair, I, I will say AW pay-per-views and shows aren't the easiest to just hop into. Yes. <laughs> So. Yeah, every time something happened, I was like, okay, now, what's going on? Who, who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? And pretty much every match would be like, well, so-and-so is supposed to be the bad guy, but they always get a really big pop from the crowd, so people like them because they talk about scissoring. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, they claim turn babyface, but that's a whole other uh, conversation. Okay, whatever. Have your right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, so after... Uh, the show is over. They've been doing these uh, media scrums after like every pay-per-view or whatever, which is just everybody goes in the back and they talk to like the press, the, the wrestling press and Tony Khan is wired to the gills and he'll fucking stay there till 3 a.m. talking to these fucking people. And I don't understand why anybody wants to stay there that late, but that's what happens. Uh, He's probably going to second po- guess that next time. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he needs to, like, not do it as much anymore. <laughs> but uh, CM Puck was on first, and he just uh, – there had been all these rumors going around that uh, he got somebody fired from the company. Uh, and that's – they were just that, though. They were rumors because him and this guy don't get along. Uh, or they didn't like – Someone the- specific or just someone? So well, if I told you who they were, you wouldn't know who they were anyway. Our listeners might. I don't know. Well, they might. Okay, well, he's talking about uh, uh, Colt Cabana, uh, and he'd been there for like what a year or so, a couple years, Dubs. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> let me clarify this for a second. Yes, he got fired from AEW, but then he re-signed with ROH. He's moved to ROH now, which is a, still a defunct brand. Yes, uh, but. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Cole Cabana was let go, then rehired. I forgot about that part. Um, it, right now, he hasn't been working. But everybody was saying, well, let's see if Puck's fault that he got fired. They fucking forgot that they hired him back anyway. <laughs> and he basically addressed all this shit that, that people were reporting this. And he's like, I have nothing to do with that guy. I haven't had anything to do with that guy since, like, 2013 or whatever. Uh, I don't care where he works. And... I'm sick and tired of like irresponsible EVPs in this company leaking out news saying that I did shit that I didn't do. So he called out people in the company over this. Yeah. Like, and and media scrum thing. And let me clarify for people, our listeners were big trouble. And also Andy, by the way, the EVPs, the are the young bucks, Kenny Omega and Adam page. Uh, and he pretty, MVP? I didn't think he was, he was. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, and, and pretty much punk came out and said, these EVPs don't know how to manage a target compared to a wrestling company. Yeah. And he, he just talked mad shit about them pretty much, uh, and buried him (laughs) in this press meeting. And it was funny to watch Tony's reactions too, because he was sitting right by him and he's like, he's like drinking a bottle of water and he's like, (laughs) yeah. And like there was times where Tony was like trying to fix it and kind of like move on. He was like, Oh, I should have, I should have told Forbes that, uh, no comment, uh, when Nick, uh, Nick, uh, whatever his name is said something. And like Plunk just like cuts him off and says, you should, it's not not your fucking position to clarify that. (laughs) 
he just took over like the whole thing. But uh, yeah, it, needless to say, it stirred a bunch of shit uh, with the people he called out, and it led to a backstage altercation. <laughs> yes. Uh, and some apparently fists were thrown, chairs were swung in a shoot manner. And yeah, some people got hurt, and we don't know where we're at right now. <laughs> so. I I can tell you based off of everybody's uh, accounts. Apparently, Matt Jackson uh, was really mad, uh, and he was like pounding on the door to get in. Um, of course he was. And he, yeah, and he went in, and Punk apparently punched Matt Jackson. Uh, Ace Steel apparently threw a chair at Nick Jackson and knocked him out. Uh, and also pulled on the hair of Kenny Omega and bit Kenny Omega. Um, he still <laughs> <laughs> going hard. <laughs> and, and apparently the cops were called and there is lawsuits that are happening. So that's why you don't see uh, you're you're seeing speculations and stuff more uh, than what what's happening. So the people over at WWE are loving this. They, yes. This is what they want to hear. Their company's imploding, like, uh, from, yeah. And the worst part about all this, though, is that MGF, that guy, uh, one of their top stars, who went away, maybe it was a work or not, who knows still. We don't uh, know. I'm starting to think that maybe it was real. <laughs> I, think, I think it was real to up to a point, and then they had a talk, and they agreed, and they turned it into a work mm-hmm. uh, thing. But, like... He just came back after there be, he, him being mad about pay and just fucking walking off for, like, what, three months? Mm-hmm. I think it had been about three months. He just came back that night. And it, the, all this shit that happened after the show overshadowed his return completely. Yeah. It, it's, that, that too. I mean, I told it an hour getting some color uh, Facebook chat. I was like, this... This has been like a very flat pay-per-view, but this fucking media scrum is off the chain. Like I was excited, like I it, it's all real, but I was like, oh man, this is fucking way better because I watched that CM Punk shit like four times. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just incredible to just look at how much he doesn't give a fuck and he just lets it all out. Because here's the thing, there's been people talking about how there's internal issues going on with, with those guys. And them causing trouble with talent and shit. Mm. But nobody would speak up because they're afraid they're going to lose their job. And this goes into speculation. Is this why Cody left? Is this part of the reason why Cody left? Because there were rumors that they didn't get along either. Mm. Um, and, and CM Punk, you just have a guy that doesn't give a fuck because he's he's got a top position. And he's like, well, I'm going to find. If nobody else wants to say anything, I'll say something. So he fucking did. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to give my thoughts on what Tony Khan should do um, as far as to fix this situation. But there's already been rumors that apparently uh, if CM Punk doesn't give amends pretty much and like uh, find a solution to fix this and to make money, apparently someone is leaving. But who will it be? So is CM Punk like a prick? Like, is he hard to get along with apparently or what? CM Punk is kind of a prick. Yes. Okay. But he's a ta- he's a talented prick, and he knows wrestling. Yes, he is popular, like Shawn Michaels. He's kind of like Shawn. He's not as much of a prick as Shawn was when he was Pill Shawn. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he's still he's kind of a what's the word? 
He's got kind of an acidic personality somewhat. A little he's bit. polarizing, perhaps. He's polarizing. He's, yeah, he, he'll rub some people the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, I don't like CM Punk as a person uh, because he's a bitch uh, <laughs> off of the... Uh, I'd like to see you say that to his face. <laughs> I mean, apparently he got injured during that altercation. I mean, if one of those uh, Twinkle Toes people that uh, knocked him out... Um, that just puts a record that he couldn't handle UFC and now he couldn't handle the elite either uh, when it comes to an, an, a real altercation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd say it to his face. He probably punched me and I'd probably put him in jail and make a lot of money. So I'd still win in the end. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. Like Alka-Seltzer handy for, for moments like that. Yes. <laughs> uh, but my thing is, there is a lot of wrong on either side. Like the leaders, babies, uh, punk was kind of, uh, unproprofessional by burying the pay-per-view and burying MJF. But like I said, I'll give you my full opinion, uh, on that, on getting some color as far as what Tony Khan should do. Uh, full but, opinion, Thursday. Yes. Thursday. Um, Zach, did you have any other thing you want to say about that situation or any other news? No, uh, other than uh, I have a PS5. I've joined the current generation now. Nice. It's not here yet. It'll be here Thursday, unless it comes early tomorrow. And you're getting Resident Evil 8 Gold Edition, right? Yeah, because uh, I may as well, because I know there's, you know, the, the PS5 version was enhanced anyway. What else are you getting? What would you get the system for? Uh, I got it so I could play, you know, enhanced versions of my PS4 games so I could get... Um, you know, uh, uh, RE4 remake uh, when it releases in Street Fighter 6 and um, other things. So, Did you play Final Fantasy 7 remake? Huh? Did you play the Final Fantasy 7 remake? Yeah, I got to get Intergrade too. Yeah, I was gonna, I was if if I got a PS5, that would be the first thing I would play is Intergrade. Because <laughs> I was going to play it again eventually anyway, uh, probably sooner rather than later. Uh, but that's another thing. I, I have to like start looking through all these. Like, there's an enhanced version here and there. Uh, that's like, there, Spider-Man. Uh, you can't. It doesn't have one of those upgrade features for just P, you know put, playing your PS4 version and upgrading it. That's sold exclusively with the uh, Miles Morales Ultimate Edition. I, uh, I still need to play that game. Spider-Man? No, no, I beat Spider-Man. I platinum that. Miles Morales, I need to play. Okay. They, they had... platinum it. That's the problem. You wore yourself out. Mm. <laughs> the, uh, they, they released a trailer for Spider-Man 2, and uh, Venom was confirmed in it, so, like, that's sick. I'm, I'm excited. Is there uh, a new, new new trailer, or are you talking about that time they first announced it? No, I, I, this dropped over the weekend or something. I don't oh. know. It was some kind of, like, fucking event nobody fucking cared about or some shit, but... <laughs> I'll get it for you. <laughs> I'm hyped more for the Wolverine game because the last Wolverine game I played was on the 360. That uh, the Wolverine game could be really cool, but it's just, it's what is it going to be like? We just don't even know. So Yeah. It's going to be like Spider-Man is going to have like that same kind of scale, except in a Wolverine package. <laughs> <laughs> you just go through the times and shit, the 1800s. It's like Red Dead, but you're fucking Logan and you have to bone <laughs> I'd like to see them do it and it not be open world for a change. I'd like to see them do it like, um, like, uh, what was that? Uh, Je Je Fallen Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order, whatever. They, 
Star Wars game was. I'd like to see him do it like a level, like an actual progression, like uh, Last of Us. Every I'd game. I'd like to see them design levels for Wolverine. I think that would be a lot better. Every game. Or at least do like uh, Last of Us or Last of Us Part Two, where it's like it feels big, but it's still linear. Right. Yeah. That that would be perfect. That's what I want. Like something that feels like it's really big, and it feels like you have some control, and you do. But ultimately, it's like a refined. This is the experience. Like we we have set pieces and we have story beats, and I think I think it would benefit from that because open world games can be fun, but goddamn it, I'm getting worn out on. Yes. Stop doing it. Uh, but Andy, did you have any news that you wanted to bring up? No, I don't know. There's a new trailer for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet tomorrow. Woo. Yes, go watch it, and hopefully it's good. I know I'm going to buy it anyway, because I buy Pokemon shit anyway. But you didn't even play Legends Arceus, barely. It's still in a... Is it still in a wrapper? No, I think I played it. Uh, you said you tried it, and you were like, eh, it's pretty good, and that was like it. That's like all you did. Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon. Just put it away. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pokemon. No, I'll finish it. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll end it here. Remember to watch us, uh, the movie, and then come back to watch us discuss it. Um, and then we'll have Chaz back. He'll give his five minute opinion about Black Swan. Uh, and then uh, he'll, you know, we'll talk about. We got to remind him to watch us. By the way, um, he knows. I, I told him. Are we going to talk about right? our wager? Not yet. Uh, keep it because I want to. Wait until the end of the month, pretty much. Okay. About what we're going to be doing as far as October, me and Zach. But if you want to catch more of our podcasts, uh, Get In Some Color or Big Trouble Podcast or The Nemesis Project or the podcast that surpassed Metal Gear um, and other things, make sure you go on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the, the podcast services and, and listen to us and watch us on the YouTubes as well. But until next time, everybody... See you next time. Later. Thanks for listening. Stab yourself. <laughs>